Welcome to Face Forward, an African podcast on family run by the Strathmore University Institute for Family Studies and Ethics. Our host this episode is Gabrielle Dinda and our guest is Lynette Okwara, who is a clinical psychologist with a master's from Nairobi University. She is currently undertaking a PhD at USIU Kenya. She has worked at the probation and aftercare department for 30 years and is currently running a psychotherapy clinic at Harlingham. She also offers counseling to cancer patients at Faraja Cancer Support Center and supervision to counselors at the ICAS organization. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the episode two of our um, podcast today where we are talking about mental health and family. Uh, as you, you heard in episode one, we are privileged to have a clinical psychologist today, uh, Lynette Okwara, who has been taking us through a number of issues relating to mental health and family. In episode one, we defined what mental health is and how it relates to family in one way or another, the siblings, the parents, and even how uh, the topic can be approached in family, especially viewing it from the context of the highly stigmatized environment in Africa. And so this episode, we are going to delve deep into what we started, but also we are going to look at it from policy point of view. And what are the players, uh, what are the players in this field and what can be done, yeah? So just before we go there, let's first finish on the topic of family, Lynette. So research mm -hmm. shows that many people equate, equate family stability uh, and the traditional family structure with good mental health. Do you think this assumption is harmful to the view of mental health? Uh, good family stability yeah. is a plus yeah. for mental health. Yeah. In that, like we mentioned earlier, yes. a family unit, yeah. it's a nuclear unit where families share things where families relate and they connect mm. and if there is a problem in their relationship yeah then it will definitely do what it will flow over and affect how the other family members are going to see things mm. and when we say stability stability means yeah. the family does not have uh, what we call dysfunctional way of operating. Let's say violence. Yes, yes. There isn't a lot of violence in the family. There isn't abuse, both emotional or physical. Yeah. We, we don't have also a, a stable family will go out of its way to relate and have clear communication. Yeah. in case there is any issue that needs to be discussed mm -hmm. so you feel you are included yeah. you are part of the member of that family not excluded so yeah. it is right that with the family stability recovery yeah. of mental persons persons who have a mental illness the yeah. recovery will be higher because okay. the family will be more supportive yeah they'll be more empathetic yeah. They'll be there, they will care for the person who is ill, yeah. and they'll be able even to communicate to the person who is ill how they are feeling 
and how they would want to be treated. That is, that is a, ask the sick person in the home or in the family, how would they want to be treated, rather than just dismissing or assuming that since they are sick, they do not need this kind of, um, they will not even understand. Yeah? Because sometimes we tend to conclude that somebody who is ill mentally, they don't have a say. Yeah. But a family that is stable will be able to also incorporate and listen to this person and give them a chance and be able to also offer appropriate information what they can do and what they can't do. So a, a stable family is a plus and it will uh, encourage or enhance better recovery. And somebody who is ill will be able to also do what? Feel and live better in that kind of a family. And okay. the family also that is stable yeah. will be in a position to monitor even if there is any medication that is required, the yeah. family will be able to monitor and ensure that this person has taken the medication. Mm. They'll be able to give even a proper history of what is it that might have transpired yeah. that led to this person to do this and the progress, even how the person is faring. Mm. So yeah. the stability of the family has a plus. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well put, well put, and you've summarized it very nicely that uh, a stable family is a plus to mental health because mm -hmm. the, the support that you receive from the family, they will be able to monitor, uh, mm -hmm. will, will definitely help someone who is suffering from mental illness to mm -hmm. probably get better faster. Mm -hmm. yes. But what, if, what, what of the cases where a stable family is not the case? Are these, are these people doomed? Or is there, are there other options? Yeah. yeah. We cannot say that they are doomed. Okay. Because mm. even when a family is not stable, let's say if it is a nuclear family, and yes. uh, you are saying they are not stable. Yes. They, you, what you can do is extend this to the extended family members. Yeah. By extended family members, we have what we call sometimes uncles. We have grandparents, we have uh, even aunties, yeah. they can always come in handy yeah. to assist and support this family. Okay. And at the same time, they will come in handy and encourage even the, the family that you're seeing that is not stable, they will be able to be educated on what it is that yeah. they need to do, not to worsen the situation. Mm. So that would also help. So we can't say they are doomed. They are not doomed. Another thing is you can also have them sick. Mm. That particular person who is sick in that family that is not stable, it can be encouraged that they are taken to um, for therapy yeah. so that they can find ways of how they can heal themselves as much as they are living in that kind of environment. The therapist will be in a position to explain how this particular person can cope in that type of a family and what mechanisms they can use so that they don't get worse. So they can be encouraged to go and see a therapist. That's another one. They can be encouraged to also go to what we call the so-called support groups. Okay. 
yeah, so that they can get help. So it is not that they are doomed, they cannot be dismissed. Okay, okay, there yeah. is a way out at least. Eh? Yes, there is a way Oh, well, well done. It could start from the professionals or from the extended family. Yeah, and I think if is uh, uh, do the do the friends also have uh, a role to play? Yes, they do. They do. They do eh? Yeah, the friends have a role to play. Outsiders would be able, to, you know, like even going to church, the yeah. church members, the community at large mm. would have a role to play in that. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. So it's not something that you know, someone should. Um, only imagine that if for circumstances that are beyond them, they find themselves in an unstable family, then mm -hmm. uh, there is no way out for them. Clearly, there is a way out. Eh? There is a way out. And uh, in case of children, if the situation is that bad, then the yeah. children can be removed from that environment to be mm -hmm. given to somebody, maybe a relative who is more stable, who can mm -hmm. even take care of that. And if okay. it's an adult, they can be educated on how they can handle themselves within that family. Mm. Yes. Okay. okay. Well done. Well done. Quite, quite comprehensive indeed. So there, there are options. Eh? A stable yes. family is a plus to mental yes. health. But should that not be the case for one reason or another, especially reason that is beyond oneself, there is a way out, clearly. Mm. Like, for instance, there is a case I did... Uh, um that one was of a child who was okay. um, nine years mm -hmm. and uh, the family in this case there mm. were conflicts yeah between the mother and the the father mm. and now it became so difficult for this this child this child started displaying strange behaviors and uh, in school, the school is one that came out and pointed out this was a bright child. What mm. is happening? The child has become aggressive. The child mm. has become, you know, not doing their homework. There is something that is not right. And now, when it was realized that yeah. it is because of the conflicts that are there in that home, yeah, the parents. We, yeah. I talked to the mother. I uh, the the father was not very keen. And the mother <clears throat> saw that the best way is yeah. now maybe to take a step so that I'll be in a position to take care of my child. I don't lose the child completely. Mm. And they did sit now with the father and agreed, can we now separate for now, but allow the child to be able to see the father and the child was staying with the mother. You see that time, that way you are also doing what we, we say it's that you're taking care of the welfare of this child even for the future. And the child got to understand after explaining that yes, we'll stay apart because of one, two, three, but you are not going to be denied to see your father and you'll continue seeing, being with your mother. Mm. And somehow there was a change, yeah. even the way the child started behaving. So you see, in case of a child, you can always come up with other options of mm. how do we help this child. Yes, we are adults and we are not able to agree on certain things. And we continue, this disagreement continues to harm the child. So yeah. what can we do as adults? Mm. And that is how they agreed on that. Mm. So there is a way. There is a way out. Well done. They're very clear. Well, there is a way out and it is always good when it comes out after consultation with the members of the family, 
the extended yeah. members or the professionals like in that case that you have shared and before we leave the topic on family and um, it, mental illness yeah? before we go to another level yeah within the topic and now we are going to a more a macro view of it yeah? so we want to bring policies we want to bring governance we want to bring support we want to bring you know the external players so what uh, could you have anything else you'd wish to mention for the internal players that is how i've i've categorized them the internal players and the external players before we go to the you know the external players in this issue could, could you have well, any, any internal players only thing i can add to that is yes. the, the the it is important to have a clear way of communication within the family without holding back clear communication, whether they, it is the parents and the children, the, for them to have like what you can see, a meeting for them to express how they feel mm -hmm. and uh, the way the one is behaving in that family, how it is affecting them so that they can be able to continue living in harmony. Mm -hmm. If it is the sick person, the sick person they will be able to see how they feel when how and how they are treated in the family and how they would want to be treated and at the same time for the the, the ones who are taking care of the sick if it is the parents or it is the children because even sometimes children have to take care of their sick parents mm. there is room for them to clearly communicate what they are doing it is mm. out of goodwill and it is not in a bad taste and at the same time, they also need what you call self-care. So the caregivers, the ones who are taking care, also need to also take care of themselves mm -hmm. so that they don't end up also falling sick. You'll find maybe the siblings will have to take care of their fellow siblings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You, or you'll find a parent is the one who's taking care of uh, the spouse or taking care of the members or the children who are ill. So yeah. you can drop, you can almost drop anything around you mm. that you are only paying and focusing attention on the person who is sick. And you start feeling guilty when you are not present. Mm. Should anything go wrong, you start feeling guilty and upset with yourself. Yet you don't want to acknowledge, you also can get tired. You can get what you call even compassion fatigue, burnout, you can easily get those things. So it is good to also take time off and you leave somebody else to also help in taking care of that child. Mm. Like I earlier mentioned, a child who might be autistic or ADHD can have a lot, can sap up your energy yes. a lot. And you'll find yourself so exhausted such that you are not even able both mentally and physically, mm. you are not able to do anything. Mm. And that in itself will worsen the situation. You will not be able to take care of the very sick person. So you need to recoup. You need to re-energize yeah. by even going for a short, even if it's a short holiday or a break, mm. you know, doing some of the things you enjoy. Mm. Go uh, visit. Yeah. Go even if it is music you like, whatever it is you like to do take a step and also do that. Mm. So that understanding is also very important. 
And in terms of if you have a caregiver in that you have an employed probably somebody who comes in to help yeah. that particular person, when that person comes in, they also need to have a break so that they can be able to take care of that patient in a better way. Okay, well explained. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for that and for highlighting the role of caregivers and um, uh, what they need to do to take care of themselves even as they provide their services to the people who need them, uh, the people who are mm. mentally sick, me mentally ill in this case, and need mm. their help. Yeah? Yes. So thank you very much. And with that, uh, I the way we've categorized it, we, we we put aside now the discussion on the internal players of this, and now we go to the external players. Eh? Uh, we go to the external players with the understanding that both play an important role in ensuring that um, mental health is enhanced in our families. Yeah. Mm. So generally, uh, Lynette. Mental health reform, especially in Africa, requires multiple actions in different interrelated domains. Yeah? And this in, some of these domains could include human resource development, that is employment, development of services for mental health, uh, things to, look, to do with advocacy and access to medicine, quality improvement, and so on. Yeah? So these are some of the things that you mentioned. Eh? You mentioned that uh, someone who uh, like in the case you gave, they looked for a professional, yeah? So we could always go and seek help from professionals, mm. from the mm. infrastructure that, that is there. So mm. what probably you can just bring us to speed with this. You, you mentioned that there is um, a mental act in Kenya, yeah? But you could mm. just bring us up to speed. What are the legal framework or what is the policy framework around uh, mental health? in Africa today? Well, um, if we are to go to the policy of mental health in Africa, mm. I think we are tied to the, to the international mm. um, rules. And uh, in Africa and uh, also internationally, mm. we are expected to adhere to the protection of the mental health we are expected to also promote the well-being of a, a person who is uh, having mental disorders or mental illness. Hmm. And uh, we are also uh, required to participate in the prevention of hmm. uh, these mental disorders. Yeah. And uh, also the treatment, should hmm. somebody be having these mental disorders or illness, hmm. the treatment that is offered should not be uh, seclusive in that it should not be biased. Yeah. Yeah? They're entitled to food treatment mm. and also rehabilitation to help these mentally ill persons mm. needs to be put in place. And all these, they, it, the policy framework that are there needs mm. to ensure that they have incorporated and entrenched the mm. treatment of uh, and management of mental health people with mental health problems it has been entrenched in all the services that yeah. are being provided for government mm. and uh, we see that uh, the kenya mental health huh? 
Yeah. It has also laid out clearly how this needs to be incorporated and how the sick or the ill, somebody who's suffering from mental illness, need mm. to be taken care of. Mm. And it, the, the, the challenge here, yes, it could be well documented, yeah. but uh, the challenge mm. in uh, what I see, like let's say in Kenya, mm. first and foremost is uh, how people, generally the community, response mm. mentally, the general community, mm. how they see and respond to mental health mm. and how they see. Because of what we mentioned earlier, things related to stigma, mm. they, it has not yet fully been embraced, the mental yeah. health uh, problems. They have not fully been embraced. So there is need to have and continue uh, advoca advocacy for mental health. I know we normally have uh, what we call the mental health day, but you see that is a very small component. It needs yeah. to stretch and move and uh, the structure should be in, in the whole country, in all yeah. the counties. So yeah. something I would say it needs to be encouraged that mm. the counties introduce and incorporate this particular service in that and the other area that i also see is yeah. the the personnel yes the personnel the people who deal with the persons who have uh, mental problems mm. they are very few yeah they are very few in the country mm. and uh, by saying very few when you look at the counselors the psychologists the psychiatrists, mm. they are yeah. very, very few. But yeah. you'll find some hospitals, they are hardly there. Mm. You'll find a psychiatric nurse, probably. Mm. But uh, also that, it might be only one person, and yeah. that one person can get overwhelmed. So mm. this is an area that needs to really, really be also in, um, what do I, speed has to be put in place so mm. that people are encouraged to take also these particular courses. Yeah? Okay. You find yeah. not many people go for these courses. Mm. So people to be encouraged to take up these kind of courses. Mm. So there is need for prevention. Yeah. There is need even for the treatment and the medication. Mm. And then sometimes you find the medication that could be there in our hospitals. Uh, it, it, it might not be you know, updated the latest, yeah, you know, yeah, medication yeah. that is there. Mm. So the side effects of the old type of medication sometimes mm. is higher than the latest medication. And then it can be expensive mm. for some people. It's yeah. expensive because if you have to go to the private mm. uh, yeah. hospitals for treatment, it mm. can be very, very expensive to manage. Mm. And uh, we hardly have homes that yeah. uh, would you'd say you can take these persons who have a mm. mental illness or halfway homes that can, for the time being, be managed before they are taken back to the community or to the family. So the family sometimes feels very um, tied up or frustrated because mm. they don't know what to do with this person because yeah. of the person not being able to, uh, and I'm talking about now severe, severe yes, mental severe illness. Yes, severe cases, okay. Yeah. okay. Yes, 
those those are some of the things and uh, the, the policy yes it is there but the the implementation is what needs to be enhanced and improvement of the services yeah need to be enhanced yes it is there but mm. it needs to be enhanced you've mentioned that um the policies are there but they need to be tightened eh? they need to be tightened yes. a bit and uh we've seen especially a lot of pressure on families during mm. the covid period during the covid um, pandemic yeah yes. and uh, mm. i think this is what prompted the government even to to put a task force on mental health because a lot uh, of bad stories were coming from families yeah yeah yeah. So what, what do you think? What what do you think are some of the gaps? Yeah. Other than the ones you have mentioned, what do you think are some of the gaps that possibly not just the government or not just mm. the policymakers, but mm. generally, generally, we can think of to you, we can think of to fill uh, with a view to bringing this into more focus. Generally, not just the government or the policymakers, but in general, which other gaps can we fill? Uh, the other gap that we can fill is uh, uh, probably just uh, having things like uh, churches, because mm. uh, you find uh, uh, most of our religious uh, groups, yes. uh, they tend to resonate well with the mm. community. So yeah. if this can be encouraged and uh, talked about, yeah. In, in in those religious gathering churches or mosques and what have you, then the view towards mental health it would be it would it would be lighter, even for families to be accepted and maybe learn on how they can take care of their, their persons who are mentally ill. That yes. that that would be also a very good area. You mentioned also the schools, the schools can be also encouraged so that whenever a child has an issue, the parents yeah. should be able to get guidance even from the school, because the school is also looked at as an, um, a unit that has knowledge and understanding. Therefore, yeah. if a parent goes there and their child has an issue, if we have somebody who is able to assist and guide this particular uh, family, then it will improve rather than them just being told your child is now not performing or your child is like that or they are being expelled, you know, yeah. because of ABCD. So the, the, the schools need to be empowered also with the understanding of how these mental health or mental issues can present themselves because sometimes they come from the school, you know, because a child can go to school and whatever is happening at home could be related to what we have just said, a parent having that uh, illness, mental illness, and that is what is making a child manifest certain behaviors in school. And therefore, the school can also come in to help. People feel easy and comfortable, even when they have that illness, they don't feel like they have to hide their sick people in the house, or they don't have to show or have to keep putting up a face, because you can find somebody who has a mental illness, they will not want people to know what they are going through. And yet, yeah. they are going through a lot. And some yeah. even end up now, the so-called committing suicide, because they were going down, 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 and they were 
making sure nobody sees what is happening to them and only to learn later that this is what happened after they have probably committed suicide. So uh, yeah. it is a challenge, but it's yeah. a challenge that needs to be taken in its stride. Okay, okay. Okay. Thank you very much for the challenge that you've given to the religious communities like churches or schools, yeah, for us to, for them to put up structures or um, structures in a way that uh, the mental health issues or there could be awareness regarding the areas of mental health to help those people who may develop such problems in such areas. So that is a challenge to the religious communities and Possibly when we get back there, where we are able to have barazas, community barazas, maybe yes. we are able to have estate support groups or estate um, uh, social groups. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it could even be uh, an interesting way to look at it to introduce us in things like chama. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Things like chama. So generally, for us to be aware or for us to create that awareness among people that this is something that exists and uh, it could be handled in this manner mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, on this i'm not going i'm going to bring another very different way of looking at it and uh, now we people talk of social media the internet and the the role that the internet and social media has played uh, when it comes to the issue of mental health cannot go unnoticed yeah yeah so we've seen people posting that i will possibly commit suicide tomorrow and then the next day you hear they are they are no longer there yeah mm -hmm. so how how do you look at it how do you think internet social media affect the mental health in families what do you think i think it does affect quite a lot mm -hmm. in that uh, sometimes you can't control what is being put in the media yeah. or in the internet mm. but it would be important that especially our children mm. are educated or are brought up to speed such that they do not fall for this uh, internet information yeah. yeah there was a time when there was a lot of uh, suicide and uh, ways of how you can commit suicide yeah that was on the internet they mm. used to call it i don't know blue whales or something yeah so the young ones were busy looking at that yeah? Yeah. and trying to see how can i shorten my life you mm. see now if the young one is looking at that it's because they already have a problem and yeah. they don't seem to have a way of venting out that problem. Mm. So this still goes back to the family, saying, be open, have an open line of communication, allowing the, the youth and the other family members to express their feelings and how they are hurting. Mm. And sometimes the family members to be also educated like what we've talked about the barazas and what to, to be able to see the telltale signs because yeah. by the time they are getting to the internet mm. they need to be strong enough to withstand that influence of the yeah. internet 
And that strength can only come from where the family has grounded them well. If yeah. they, the youth have been grounded well, this they will know, I don't have to follow this path. I should be able to follow this path, go for help. Even on the very internet, you can find there are ways of how you can look for help when you're experiencing this. So that is what should be encouraged, looking for that kind of help or a therapist on the internet, they are there. But mm -hmm. the real or better way of doing it is when the youths are encouraged to talk even among themselves and even at workplaces, people should be encouraged to be able to talk and share whatever issues they can be having. Because the media can be very positive and it can also be very negative. Mm. It can be damaging and it can also be very educative. Mm. So we tend to apply more of that educative part of the media. I mm. see a lot of that also sometimes taking place on yeah. uh, when we have on either citizens or KTN on national TV, you'll find them talking about mental health and yeah. how people can manage and how they can, that can be encouraged more, but it should go further even to the, to the radio yeah. and even to the Mutani. So internet does play a major role. It can be negative and it can be positive. Yeah. So we encourage on how these uh, children or yeah. the youth or yeah. any other person, how they can use the internet positively. Mm. And once they are grounded well, then they will not be shaken so much and take the negative side of it. The influence might not be that high. But mm. when you are already sick, the influence is very, very easy. And it's when you are disturbed and stressed and whatever, it's very easy to go in, to go and try the drug that is being talked about or mm. try this, it is going to make you feel high and feel better. You know, mm. those type of things on the media, they can be very difficult. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. okay. What are some of the trends that you see when it comes to uh, mental health or things, trends that we are likely to see as we move to the future, uh, some of the things that probably you could predict happening in this area of mental health and family? Well, the trends from the positive side, I can say, now that uh, it's, it's even easier nowadays to find that somebody has, is going for help and it has been accepted now even in government uh, institution that should somebody have, let's say, an alcohol problem or uh, uh, an issue that is disturbing, there is an open window where they are even encouraging people to go for, for counseling. Okay. There is a window for that mm. that has been opened. So that, that is already a positive side. There are some organizations that are paying also for mental illness because before you'd yeah. find it when you have any slight mental problem, you would be declared unfit to continue working. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yet sometimes it's an illness and it can get treated and you move on with work. And sometimes it could be a treatment, uh, uh, a sickness that you have, but you are able still to function. But before you would really be declared, before even somebody has made an analysis or assessment and fit to work. But now that is already coming out and people are coming to slowly 
embrace this. Yeah. The slow, but it is still coming up gradually. Mm. I know many years back, I understand for somebody, there used to be only a money that yeah. was offering counseling. And that particular time, it was very difficult for somebody to walk there uh, confidently. Oh. They, would, they would just sneak. And if you are spotted, you are already being pointed. That person walked there, they are sick. So it can go like bushfire. So people mm. would have a lot of fear. But now there are many uh, courses and organizations that are accepting that. So to me, that is a good positive sign. And even with the policies that are coming up, that are there even, they just need to be enhanced and implemented. And they, there's a lot of talk about mental health now. So yeah. I think it is in a positive direction. Okay. Well, the negative side of it is mm. this slow pace that yeah. of implementing the yeah. the policies yeah. and the way we look at mental health, things yeah. are moving so fast that the the you find things like depression yeah. are, are also ranking very high in terms of death, mm. yeah, the, the 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 causes of death. So you find there's a lot of high level of depression being one of the high causes of death because of uh, attention not being given to it. So the slow pace of moving towards that is yeah. worrying. It is very worrying and it is so much there. And uh, also anxiety, like there's so much anxiety even right now when with this COVID, there's so much. And people who already have anxiety problem with this COVID and the fear of death and what's going on, it is even um, heightening yeah. the, 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 the mental illness. It's making it even worse. Mm. Yeah? And that also is not a positive thing because even in terms of working, in terms of uh, managing your family or your children, you, you can't even handle. So mm. that that is not a very good uh, good sign and it is a trend we need to watch out for suicide is also another area that seems yeah. to be coming up so fast and yeah. it is uh, closely related to depression mm. also mm. and uh, the, the the other major mental illness that mm. are likely to be there mm. and uh, are not being taken care of are things like even the bipolar uh, disorders when somebody is in a very high mood, yeah. the person can be very destructive. Yeah. And you will not be able to understand what's going on and why this person is being destructive. And when they go now to the low mood, then yeah. they can be also dangerous to themselves. And the low mood is what we are saying, can lead up even to what we are saying, the depression. Mm. And we have so many also cases. There are various studies that have been done about yeah. finding a number of people who have committed offenses, especially these heinous offenses. Mm. You find there's quite a number are psychopaths. Mm. And they could be having personality disorders, which have yeah. not been detected. Mm. So if they are early detected, probably something would be would have been done or managed or prevented 
after yeah. knowing this. And that can be early in the stages of uh, when one is growing up. So the assessment, the, the more we enhance and try to improve how to capture these things, the better. Otherwise, we'll find ourselves, if we're moving too slowly, we'll find ourselves then losing uh, a number of our members in this direction of mental illness. You have mm. uh, sensitized us. Eh? You know, this starts from here. One yeah. of the things that have come out very clearly from this is the need mm. to create awareness. Mm. To create awareness in our families, in our chamas, in our churches, mm. in our mm. estate groups, wherever mm. we are in schools, and the need to, you know, to be on the lookout for some of these mm. signs in families. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. You've done that very well. You've taken us through even the policy framework that the government mm. has uh, regarding mental health. And we have seen a lot of development in this area because now mm. there is so much talk in the media, social mm. media, and uh, even in other uh, contexts about yeah. mental health, which is a good trend, which you have also yeah. mentioned. And then mm. uh, you have thrown a challenge back to the family that, uh, you know, stable families is a great plus to mental mm. health. Uh, but that, that does not mean that if one finds themselves in an unstable family, for mm. circumstances that are beyond them, then they are mm. doomed. No, they are help from the government, from facilities. You have mentioned some of them here. Even the facility that you run mm. provides such help to people. Mm. So thank you very much for all that you have shared with us. Now I give you, uh, I give you, uh, you know, a few minutes to possibly give us your concluding remarks. You could tell us. Uh, the services that you offer and how uh, they can be accessed and generally your concluding remarks regarding this topic of family and mental health. Thank you, Gabriel. It was a pleasure for me to talk to you. Yeah. And uh, for me also, it was one way of opening myself up to understand what really is going on in the community. Mm. So I thank you for giving me this opportunity to be able to elaborate that. Mm. Uh, for in, in, in relation to my services, generally what I do is I offer, like I said uh, earlier, you mentioned psychotherapy yeah. and uh, psychotherapy, stroke counseling, you know, mm. for some they prefer to call it counseling, but I pay more attention to adolescents and mm. uh, adults. And, yeah. um, I find myself also dealing quite a bit with the trauma-related uh, cases. Yeah. And, and my uh, line of uh, framework that I use is mostly cognitive behavior mm. therapy. Of mm. course, uh, in, with the incorporation of person-centered and psychoanalytic. Mm. So those are the strong areas that I tend to use. And of course, before I do any uh, psychotherapy assessment yeah. has to be made first so that I know what I'm managing yeah. and what I should manage. What can I say about family? Family is key. Yeah. Whichever way we go, family is key. I would encourage that uh, the family to be strong enough and to pay attention on how they are bringing up the children, because yeah. 
right from the start, even from the theories that we have about yeah. cognitive development and cognitive development encompasses things like thinking and emotional and behavior, all those ones, they start from the family and uh, the family is the one that will help in the personality formation. Mm -hmm. So a personality formation, by the time a child is around six or seven, the personality has been formed. And of course, at that point, the child is still with their with the family. So the yeah. family needs to ensure they have put in the right model, the right um, values, and they also have to be able to bring up that child in a safe, secure environment. And that would, we would have a better future in that direction. So that is what I can say about the family. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much for elaborating on the services that you offer. And thank you also very much for concluding on this issue by uh, underscoring the the function or the centrality of the family uh, and that is where we leave it at uh, for this episode thank you very much once again uh, Lynette for your time and for the knowledge that you've shared with us and for all our listeners through the podcast and thank you very much for the for everyone who put this together uh, Dr. Watuta and the team at uh, uh, Strathmore Institute of Family Studies uh, Clara and um, Christine Janet Thank you all and all the best. Thank you. Bye. Bye.